Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family. Introducing first up, he is the human encyclopedia of wrestling, the flawless phenomenon, Joe knows everything, flawless Joey V. And across the way, as always, he is the Carmel Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. 1, 2, 3. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, better known as Two Cold Kimbro. And we are the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. You really seem to have a fiend on the run. A lot of people like to think that the fiend is great at mind games and double talk and victimizing other people. You know what he's best at? He's best at running away. He's best at disappearing. And how you beat somebody who disappears every time he's in trouble. I've got an idea. It's not a good idea. And it's really, really not a smart idea. I challenge the Fiend to a strap match at the Royal Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the boy Too Cold hanging out with your boy, the flawless one, and the franchise. We're getting ready to get into this SmackDown, uh, Friday Night SmackDown review as the show kicks off with the big red machine himself, the man that holds the record for the most eliminations in the Royal Rumble with 43 overall. Kane coming out, you know, cutting a promo about how he loves the Royal Rumble and you know, it's his favorite place and the things that he get to do to people and then sending people to brimstone, fire and brimstone and hell and yada, yada, yada. You know, all the stuff that Kane loves to say. And in the middle of while he was saying that, we get our favorite character, our favorite person, the Bray Wyatt of, of the Firefly Funhouse. And he comes out and he basically tells Kane that, you know, uh, if you're if you're if you're here and. The fiend, you and the fiend seem to have had something going on because he looks back and he notices that Kane is on his wall. So he knows that there's something between those two. And then what we get is we get the fiend coming out through the ring, coming up behind Kane, who then went outside the ring. And Kane turns around, sees the fiend, and then he asks the fiend, What took you so long? And little did the fiend know that he was actually being set up. Because Daniel Bryan was right around him. He gave him the running knee. He beat him down a little bit. He, uh, The Fiend was uh, crawling back to his hole where he came through from the ring. Daniel Bryan trying to pull him back up. Got a piece of his braids. Flawless. I'm going to come to you with it, man. What did you think of this segment? Starting off with Kane and ending with Daniel Bryan triumphant for the moment. All right. Uh, so I see we open up SmackDown with Kane. And I'm like, oh, man, he's back. Okay. And then Kane announces he's entering in the Rumble. And I'm like, I'm on. But this is a guy who's been in more Rumbles than any other wrestler in the company. So I'm like, I guess, you know, I don't know how he's going to do because this is Kane past his prime. But with The Fiend coming out and everything, I'll tell you this, man. I I mean, Kane turned around saying, what took you so long? I know he's the big red monster, you know, the, you know, whatever. I'll tell you this, man, it would have been way better. The devil's favorite son. Yeah, if this was Kane from late 97, 98, you know, can you imagine that Kane versus this fiend? Woo! Woo, Fire. 
get, hell, give me the cane that set Jr. on fire. Yes. I think that yeah. uh, that'll be an interesting match between those two. Yeah. But you know, you know the happening, and Daniel Bryan comes out, you know, hits the running knee on uh, the Fiend, and then hitting him and pummeling, and then the Fiend goes back under the ring. <laughs> I, you know, I I liked it because it gave Daniel Bryan like a run one up. Because we always kept talking about, man, Fiend always gets run up on guys. Yeah. And, you know, the other wrestlers don't really get a run up. So I was happy Brian got his little run up on the segment. He got the upper hand. So that was good for him going into the Royal Rumble. Awesome, man. Franchise, what you think, man? Uh, Yeah. Uh, when I first so before I, I get started on that, I seen a graphic. Um, I believe it was a promotional graphic that they were using for overseas, but it had the Fiend versus Kane for the next WWE Saudi event. Uh, so when I seen Kane on, you know, on Friday, it was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then you see Kane, man. Kane looked like Kane ate Kane. Uh, he he don't he don't look like the big red machine that I was used to seeing at one point in time. Uh, kind of going back to with. Flawless said, I liked how, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan did. He got the one-ups. Now, the thing that I found pretty interesting was um, when Daniel Bryan got pulled underneath the ring by the Fiend, or I can't remember exactly how that worked, but when, the you know, you've seen the Fiend get a piece of Daniel Bryan's hair, and Daniel Bryan came back as the old Daniel Bryan. This time, you see the Fiend retreating. Daniel Bryan gets a piece of well, gets a handful of his locks. So now I'm wondering, do we see the fiend going back to the swamp version Bray Wyatt? Like, like how, how does that? No, no, I, I don't, I don't think that's that. I think that's just that him just getting the locks was just, just him getting back at Bray Wyatt. I don't see him changing his appearance because he's already done it. The fiend. There's no point in changing what the fiend is and how he's presented because he's awesome the way he is. So I, I, I didn't read too much into that. I think it was better for Daniel Bryan. K-Breezy, K-Breezy, hold on one second. Hold on. It's, it's not like somebody is bumping up against their phone or their mic. No, that's not me. Mine's sitting on the table. My phone is sitting on my chest, and that's it. All right, that's probably what it was. It sounds like it's moving. It's like it's moving. It's probably moving on your chest or whatever. Go ahead, K-Breezy. I'm listening. So uh, with 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 um, Daniel, as far as, you know, Daniel Bryan getting a couple of locks, that's just the fiend getting away, and that's all that Daniel Bryan can get, you know, after him running away. I I, I wouldn't read too much into that. I don't see no drastic change because that's Bray Wyatt's look. That's his appearance. So when he's, you know, Bray Wyatt, when he's, uh, you know, Mr. Rogers, you know, that he, he puts it up, and when he's the fiend, he lets it out. So, you know, that's that's kind of – that's his appearance. That's his look. So I don't. I don't see no change coming from that. Yeah, and my and my thing is, I kind of want to know where are they going with this with Kane? Because you know, to me, I really don't see a need for Kane coming back, especially this close to the Rumble. And unless he's going to be in the Rumble, which I'm not sure exactly. I'm so many years, but I really don't see unless this is strictly the bill for that Saudi event. I really don't understand what was the point of bringing uh, Kane back when you had so many other people that if you were going to bring it back, you definitely could have got somebody different other than Kane. Hold on, hold on. You say you're assuming he's in the Rumble. He announced that he's going to be in the Rumble. Oh, well, I mean, I don't remember what he said. That was days ago. So, okay. 
okay, so okay, so the so yeah, he announced that he's going to be in the Rumble. And as far as the Saudi Arabia trip, um, you know, you got to think about it. The Prince is a fan of nostalgia wrestling, and Kane is a part of that nostalgia wrestling. Like he's he's the brother to the Undertaker. Everyone knows Kane, so him going over there to fight the Fiend makes sense because that's what they want to see. They want to see the old school wrestlers. That's why they always got to have some big old school wrestler end up going over there for some type of match or whatever. And if, if right now you're going to have uh Kane come out from being mayor to fight, you know, I don't know how well that's going to look for his voters, but, uh, I think it, it doesn't hurt anything because you know the fiend will win. It's just, it, it's just a match to appease him, because they don't really count for us to really think we really care to see that match. Clearly, it's just about pleasing pe- pleasing them and giving them what they want to see, and they want to see someone like Kane, which he was there when he teamed up with the Undertaker to face DX, and you know all that other stuff. So that's all that is. You, uh-huh. you, they got to start setting stuff up. I want to know uh, when is the next Saudi Arabia show. I don't care because I'm I'm not planning on watching it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so then after you know, like I said, after that little beatdown, we got Daniel Bryan and Kane cheering, doing a yes chance in the ring, uh, and then we got them walking backstage, and Kane tells Daniel Bryan good luck, and he walks off, uh, and then Daniel Bryan, you know, pretty much you know cuts a pretty good promo. And then he announces that the match that him and The Fiend will have at Wrestle, I mean, I'm sorry, not WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, will be a strap match. And I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm interested in it because I trust the two participants in the match. I trust Daniel Bryan. I trust Bray Wyatt. So I'm a I'm a hope that they'll be able to work this into a, a, a pretty... I won't say an amazing match, but it's got to be at least um, is it, it at least got to be um, at least a good, a really good match. Uh, I'm gonna go to you, franchise, with it. Uh, what the fuck is all that noise? I don't know, man. That's somebody moving. It, it, it's something moving. Somebody's rubbing up against something. I don't know what it is, but. Franchise, your thoughts, man, on that match, the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan strap match for the WWE uh, Universal Championship. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really sure how I feel about it because it's like <laughs> one is strap match, but it's with Daniel Bryan and the Fiend. So, you know, with these two together, it's there's clearly a size disadvantage, a strength disadvantage, a weight disadvantage. Um. And a strap match is already – you're already very limited on what you can do in a strap match. So I'm kind of curious to see, especially with Daniel Bryan being so much smaller, how do you make this match, one, how do you make it believable? Two, how do you make it entertaining? And three, how do you build this match and have this match go in a way to where neither guy looks weak in the end? Like, I – to me, Daniel Bryan can afford a loss way more than The Fiend ever could. But then if Daniel Bryan loses again to The Fiend, it's like, okay, well, where do you move from here? And then if he somehow beats The Fiend, which I don't see happening, well, what do you do with The Fiend? <laughs> to me, honestly, 
uh, and this could just be me. I don't know, not knowing what is planned for the future, but to me, in a way, unless this match is an absolute show stealer, I see this. I don't really see this as a win for the Fiend, unless it's just that good of a match. Like to me, I feel like the Fiend is kind of backed into a corner. Uh, well, 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 okay. Before you go, flawless. The Fiend is so the match is designed to be a kind of a you know anything kind of goes type of match almost like a strap match. Yeah, like beat each other up. Like there's there's moments where you know he can tie the Fiend up in the straps, and then Fiend can probably do the same thing to them. Then now you think about it. Okay, the Fiend is diabolical, so he can there's some things he can do to daniel bryan to kind of make you cringe and so these two guys are creative so i'm not i'm not gonna doubt the creativity of what they may be able to come up with but i i won't give it too much expectation like i'm not gonna my expectation is i'm gonna leave it here in the middle and anything they do past that will exceed that expectation so then that it would either be a good or okay decent match or right. it would be better right. than that, or it'd just be below. So I'm, I, you know, being someone who's watched WWE enough to know that even though they may come up with something, there's a good chance someone else may want something else to happen. So mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, you kind of, you gotta kind of look at it like that. I wouldn't agree with going with a strap match, but it's it's the fiend. You you can only do so many legal matches just because based on his style and his brutality of, of who he is and what he does. Flawless, man. Your thoughts? Uh, usually, I don't mind the strap match. Usually strap matches, you know, you have like, you know, like the lights on the four corners and you touch, you know, the turnbuckle or whatever. That's usually how a strap match goes. But in recent years they kind of went away from that uh so i mean i don't mind the strap match i didn't want just like a regular old match we already got that so i think a strap match i think i think i'm up with something and i think a strap match uh some people will get excited for and i want to see how this match plays out i mean i can say this with a hundred percent Daniel Bryan probably will not win because the Fiend, they have plans for the Fiend at WrestleMania against somebody. But where does Bryan go from here? I'll tell you this. I'm a little disappointed because Bryan has not been in the past couple Royal Rumbles. You know, I mean, last year and then this year. So I was a little disappointed about that, even though... You know, I, I'm excited to see him in the, like, world championship, the title picture, but upset that he's not in the Rumble. But where does he go from here? I think I think he'll still be in the title picture, you know, or he could do, or maybe he can move the Raw during the brand split again. I mean, the possibilities are endless for Brian. Maybe he'll put over the younger talent because that's what he does. So the possibilities are endless for him. I will. Okay, so I, I get what you're saying because, um, you know, you obviously you clearly you like you say there's a direction for the Fiend heading into WrestleMania. So Daniel Bryan is not going to win this championship, but him having this opportunity uh, is doing great for Bray. I mean, because it's mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, he's a legit, you know, world champion, and he's 
you, he's somebody that can beat you. I mean, it, it, so you you can't sleep on Daniel Bryan. But um, right now, because of who's on SmackDown, I think we 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 talked about this many a times. Because when you look at the title picture, you really don't have that many guys. I mean, you have a party about honestly. Let's be honest. You got three guys. You got Bray. You got Daniel Bryan, and you got Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is fighting with King Corbin right now. So, and you got Bray and Daniel Bryan going at it. And you threw the Miz in there for a little minute just to kind of give it a break, to kind of break off from the story, but come back to it. So right now you you you're setting up your big three. Like you, 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 you already put Daniel Bryan in front of him. He's already had a couple of matches. He'll lose, but you know, he'll look great in losing. He'll put over the fiend. And then you set up for Roman Reigns. But um, as far as what Daniel Bryan would do afterwards, I think we'll get him just battling other people and just putting them over and uh, and just having good matches until they're ready to start pushing new stories. Because uh, right now their focus is pushing the stories for WrestleMania. And then once that's over, and then like you say, depending on when we have the draft, then we'll kind of know the new direction and where they want to go. There's a possibility he could go to Raw. There's a good chance he could stay on SmackDown. But yep. until WrestleMania is over, uh, I don't think we'll have a definitive answer on where anybody's really doing. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So next up, <clears throat> we got uh, John Morrison returning after eight years, eight years away from the WWE ring Hell yeah. to come in and fight uh, Big E in a one-on-one match. Last week, the Miz got the one-ups on Kofi. This week, we, like I said, we got John Morrison versus the Miz. What's re- what? What really wasn't a bad match? I actually John liked Morrison it. versus Big E, not the Miz. No, I'm saying I'm sorry. Yeah, John, I'm sorry. It was the Miz versus Kofi for last week, where the Miz won. Uh, but John Morrison versus Big E, it was actually a really good match. Uh, I thought John Morrison kind of held his own. I, I there were a few of those old former kind of WWE moves that I didn't really care from him. Like I. I, I nitpicked a little bit, man, because I've seen him wrestle outside of the company, and he kind of had the same style, but he's done different stuff everywhere else. Uh, so some of these moves, it felt very vintage, like really old Eminem kind of vintage. And and it, like I say, he held his own. He's John Morrison. He did what he could. Biggie, you know, being who he is. Uh, I hate Kofi's golden locks. Um because he really looks retarded with him. Uh, and other than that, it was a pretty good match. Flawless. I'll bring it to you, man. Uh, what did you think of the match and seeing John Morrison return? All right, so I was happy to see him, you know, have a match on SmackDown, his first match back. And you were talking about, like, the moves. And you know what? It's WWE style. It's what they want. Like, we've seen Morrison wrestle in Lucha Underground. You see him wrestled in TNA. And he does different moves. But WWE style, they want you to wrestle a certain style. And it kind of like pisses you off a little bit. You're like, damn, I want to see him do moves that he did, you know, when he was in other promotions, you know. But WWE wants you to do it their way or the highway. Right. It's got to be their style. But Morrison did what he could, man. I like his moves. His starship pain could have been a little bit better, man. It looked like he missed Big E completely. But yeah, even when he was standing on the top rope and like Miz and Kofi are fighting on the outside, and he looks at Kofi for like five seconds and then finally decides to do like a flip onto him. 
and I don't know if he like caught Kofi with like his foot or his knee to his face. But as soon as Kofi went down, Morrison went over to Kofi to look at him like, hey, okay, my bad, you know. May have got you right. a little bit there. Maybe I mean, he is coming off yeah. the top rope. Yeah. I mean, to the to the to the floor, not to yeah. the ring, to the floor. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, maybe he got him because of those ugly, you know, golden locks. But you know, uh, it L- looking, made... like, uh, looking like the villain for Meteor Man. <laughs> it it made sense for Morrison to get the victory here. There's some like people like on Bleacher Report. I'll say they're like, oh. This emotion should face the new day at WrestleMania for the tag team titles. I'm like, no, you don't want to wait that far down the line because it's going to be right. watered down. Do it at the Rumble. It makes sense. Exactly. Or the next exactly. pay per view after the Rumble, which will either be Fast Lane or Elimination Chamber. No, I say, well, you've already got the Miz with a victory. Morrison has already got mm-hmm. the victory. You've already be- you've beaten the tag team champions in singles matches. That to me gives you. Uh, number one contenders rights because if you beat the champions in back to back weeks, normally that leads to you to a title match. So, mm-hmm. and right now they're back. They're 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 the new hot thing. They're the new old hot thing. Okay, uh, you know they're you know with the Miz being the Miz and Key coming back to a heel persona and John Morrison coming back to the company. So you know you have that uh you have that newness. And with them winning and kind of getting over, you want to see them beat, uh, fight the New Day and beat the New Day. Because right now, the New Day, to me, they need to take a break. Like, everyone else is kind of taking some time off TV. I'm actually excited to see the New Day take some time off TV. I think they need to disappear for about a month or two. Uh, I, I, I understand why they can't. But if you if you could accept the Usos being gone for as long as they were, I think you can miss the the new day for about a month. Uh, we got some other teams. Let them let them be the workhorses. Let them do the things, and then let the new day come back a little bit refreshed. You know, people haven't seen them. You know, do a big surprise entrance where all of a sudden you just hear Big E doing his entrance, and then you can do something else. But it's time to maybe take the titles off of them, because um, right now the tag team championships have been stalled. They're they're stalled on both Raw and SmackDown. They took them off the Viking Raiders. It's time to take them off the New Day and mm-hmm. kind of go in a new direction heading into the Rumble and WrestleMania. My only issue uh, with the New Day being gone uh-huh. is you're limited on tag teams on SmackDown. That's like the only down. You are, but you was but you was that way before the Usos came back. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you can let like you need to kind of disappear for a while. I think I, I think like they're popular, but there's still something. They, they could be. They should be hotter. Like they're in a new day, but I think they've kind of worn people down. Franchise, man, your thought. Uh, I mean, so I like John Morrison. You know, he came back. He looked like. I think the thing you guys are getting at was he looked more like Johnny Nitro than John Morrison. Um, I did. I did like some of his old, you know, his old vintage spots. Uh. He did. You you can kind of tell. You know, uh, we talk about telegraphing. We talk a lot about that in uh, AEW. It, this match was very telegraphed, but you know, it, it, it was to be expected. You know, this is his first match back in WWE in eight years. Um, yeah. As far as the new day go, you know, I think kind of what you said. You know, they can't afford some time off. You know, when a, in in a way, you know, Jimmy and Jay's their legal troubles, man. That kind of actually 
gave them a resurgence in their careers for a minute because you know they were gone for what since July to what January, and right up until then, literally, it felt like every single week up until then, it was New Day, uh, Usos, New Day, Usos, New Day, Usos, Usos, and revival, Usos, and revival. Like it seemed like it was a never cycle of Usos and New Day in one form or another. Uh, now that the Usos, not now that the Usos are back, it's like if you decide to throw the belts on the Usos, I'm not necessarily mad at that because you know what? I had a chance to miss you. Uh, if you decide to throw the tag team titles on Miz and Morrison, that's fine. And then you can have mm-hmm. and, and then you can have the New Day challenge. And then guess what? Eventually, you know that they, they they've made it known on commentary <laughs> several times that. Big E is going to get a single push sooner than later. So I believe that the Miz and Morrison could be a great catalyst to start this whole Big E singles New Day, you know, implosion, if you will. So, I mean, you got many different ways and many different avenues. Like, imagine Miz and Morrison versus the Usos in the Tennessee rivalry. Like, you can make that happen. So, as far as this match, I mean, yeah, it was a little sloppy on behalf of Morrison. Overall, like you said, man, these two guys, they got the win back-to-back. I believe they're due for a title shot. I think we are all in agreement that Kofi Kingston, we absolutely hate, hate, hate the blind. But, unfortunately, it ain't nothing he can do about it now unless he cut it off. But my, 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 my thing is hopefully we see these guys get a title shot. Like Flawless said, don't wait till many. It's too late. You know, you guys got something good here. If you're going to do it, strike while the iron's hot. There's no greater time to do it than the Royal Rumble. I mean, you're already here. Let me throw this at you, okay? Now that Kofi Kingston is a blonde, maybe he'll get a push because you know Vince likes blondes. (laughs) But no, but seriously, uh, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) I was about to say, don't forget, according to his tweet, Martin Luther King is his hero. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, always. Uh, but no, seriously, let me throw this at y'all for real. Uh, yeah. So let's say, OK, I'm I'm saying the New Day could be gone for a month. Right. So let's say. Let's say they drop the titles at the Royal Rumble. Yep. Let's say they don't come back till about Fastlane or whatever. Nope. Nope. Elimination nope. Chamber nope. or what, nope. Nope. whatever. Nope. What? I would do it till WrestleMania. I would hold them I- off till WrestleMania. I was going to say yeah, WrestleMania. Okay, WrestleMania. But, okay, so you do that. Now you say, well, that'll leave the tag team division on SmackDown depleted. Not necessarily depleted because I'm looking at what they're pushing out. They're pushing out Otis and Tucker, even though they kind of got them on something else on the side, but they're there. You have the Usos back. You now have Morrison and Miz back. You still got Dolph Ziggler and Rue back. So you actually have quite a few that you can play with from time to time. Like you got enough to, to build little, little mini little rivalries leading up to the next pay-per-view where they can do something big at the pay-per-view. And then as you get ready to do WrestleMania, do like you guys say, then you have the new day come back. Like, I think they need that little time off, but while you have that little time off, you utilize it off, not to forget the revival. You still have them. Uh, Even if they don't win, you can still use them. You can you can do something with the tag team division, but I, I think they need to take the titles off them. And if they do decide to give them a match, because we we still have one more SmackDown before the Royal Rumble, we may find out that there is a number one contendership if they don't fight that night. Uh, maybe they'll have that at the pay per view. 
uh, I could see them winning and, and getting the titles and maybe the new day will show up for that next SmackDown, but I, I think they should take a month off or, you know, a month and a half, whatever, at least wait until about March to come back and then, um, you know, start, set up that next rivalry or that, that next big match uh, w- with everybody that you have. What do y'all think about that? I would have uh, Miz and Morrison win the titles at Royal Rumble, have them feud with the Usos at Elimination Chamber and Fastlane, and then at WrestleMania have like a ladder match for the tag team titles with like four teams, and New Day come back as the mist- as the mystery team. Mm. Mm. I can see see and, and okay you say that you say the Miz uh, you said you say they should fight the Usos for the next two months. Well, I mean so February because WrestleMania is usually not till. April. But fast lanes in March. But fast lanes in March. So, so you so for those at least for those next two pay per views and one in February, one in March. You want them to both be the Usos, or you can't you can't see something with uh heavy machinery. I think you can see something a little bit you know kind of comedic because it's the Miz, you know, and it's maybe, Morrison and it's tough. Maybe heavy machinery like, and at uh fast lane. Rude Ziggler. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to do heel versus heel teams, though. Maybe if they make it like a triple threat tag team match or something. Yeah, they could. It's just. Okay. Okay. Their tag team division sucks. I mean, it does. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's the best, but looking at what they have, I mean, we can't say that that's not talent. Like, the Usos, like the Miz and yeah. Morrison, like Rude and Ziggler. That's not. We're not saying that's not talent. They're just not established tag teams outside of the Usos and Heavy Machinery in the Revival. Like those are the established tag teams. Everyone else has just kind of been thrown together. But because they're talent that's been thrown together, they kind of work and gel together and have a little something working for them. So I I think you can kind of create something with that. Uh, but you got to start by taking the titles off the new day by the Rumble. Uh, any final thoughts on that before we move on? Franchise? Oh, nope, nope. Oh, oh okay. Cool. Uh, next up, man, we got the Usos and Roman Reigns in the back after they showed a promo of how Roman Reigns put a table over Robert Roode and Roode came back and gave him a nasty spine buster on the other table and they buried him. And then they talking in the back and, you know, the Usos talking about family and all this and that. And they're setting up the match between Rude and, and Reigns uh, table match to see what the stipulation is going to be for the match that Reigns will have against Baron Corbin at the Royal Rumble. But the first up and next up, we get the Usos coming out. We haven't seen them, you know, like I say, in a while. We seen them last week, but, you know, it's good to just see them as a tag team being out on their own. They're coming out to fight the revival uh, franchise. I'm coming to you with it, man. Was this match as far as um, these four guys? And we've seen these four guys on Raw. Do you see a difference in this match compared to the ones they've had on Raw? Yeah. Uh, the, the first thing i say I noticed was we said it, me, you, Flawless, we've all agreed. 
there's something about the SmackDown version of the Usos compared to the Raw version. When the Usos was on Raw, they felt super watered down. They didn't feel like the Usos, man. Uh, on on SmackDown, we got them boys back. We got them penitentiary Usos back. You feel me? Uh, to me, honestly, I like this match on SmackDown better than any of their matches when they were on Raw. I don't know what it is about SmackDown, but to me, man, it's the whole vibe, the whole feel of everything. And it was good to see the Usos, man. They came and got the victory. Um, I'm kind of curious on where exactly the revival, you know, where they're going, uh, whether it's creatively or, you know, in real life, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Because they seem like they've been kind of on a downslide as far as, you know, their win-loss record lately. Uh, but as far as this match specifically, I love that. It was the Usos, they ain't missed a beat. They look good. Uh, the match was good pace, good spots. My only thing is now, it's like, okay, well, where are we going with the Revival? Where are we going with the Usos? But other than that, man, to answer your question, it was a good match. I liked it. Flawless. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was not bad. You know, Usos and Revival always, you know, usually put on a good tag team match when given the time. And, uh, you know, it was good. Usos first tag team match back, you know. Bam, they looked pretty good. You know, a little ring rust, but, you know, they'll shake that off. You know, they're, you know, it's like they're, they're, they're meant for SmackDown and not Raw. Like, when you think of the Usos, you think of SmackDown, you know, in that tag team division on SmackDown. Revival, they're just biding their time until their contracts are up, till they're leaving. I think they're getting treated like how Moxley got treated his last couple months in WWE or like the last month <laughs> and a half. It's pretty much the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, okay. I I can agree. I can definitely uh, agree with that. Um there's um you could say that actually about a few people. Matt Hardy. <laughs> and we'll talk about <laughs> Matt Hardy and Rusev and we'll definitely talk about Rusev when we get to the raw review. Uh but yeah, you can definitely see that with the revival. Uh and 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 and, I, and you hate to see that because they're better than that. Like w- when you let them, when you give them an opportunity to actually go out there and be champions and, and to be the badass that they are, man, they look great and they can and they can promo. I'm not saying they're the world's greatest with it, but they can do enough to get over. And that always is a good thing in this business. But you know, uh, now that they're on SmackDown. Um, it hasn't been as goofy. It's been goofy, but it just hasn't been as goofy. And yeah. they've been doing a lot more wrestling. So I, I will, I guess, give good ups for that. But it's still a shame the way these guys get treated. And really quick about, like, you know, the revival. You know, Vince McMahon, he's always, you know, talking about the old school guys like, you know, Harley Race and, you know, you go back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like these guys are modern day old school tag team wrestling. It don't matter if you didn't watch, you know, AWA, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, these are the guys who are modeling their careers after some of the best tag teams to ever do it. So for you to pretty much be like, you know, we don't get these guys. I mean, clearly 
the fans have an interest in them. I mean, you've been shitting on the revival for months now, and the fans are clamoring for more. You know, you say you you want guys to reach the brass ring. You say you want guys to prove themselves. These guys have done everything that they can do, and the fans want it. The thing is, what else do they have to do to get through your brand? You can't say they're not selling. You can't say they're not drawing, because guess what? Even though the revival have been absolutely getting squashed and crushed and killed and embarrassed, I still look forward to watching the revival match. And that's one thing I can't say about a lot of the WWE roster right now. Yeah, most definitely about that. And and like you say, it's just about opportunity. And and guys, if if they're not if they're not toting that line, you know, then they're just they're just in the way. Right. Uh, so. Next up, it leads to uh, after this match, it leads to an interview in the back. And while these guys are in the back talking and, you know, basically, you know, just putting over what they're tired of and, and what they want, uh, we hear some commotion going on. And the camera pans and look down this long hallway and you see Sasha Banks on the floor and you see Bailey and Lacey Evans going at it. And then uh, you see that apparently. Lacey Evans must have got one ups on Sasha Banks, hurt her ankle. Bailey came in, they got to squaring up, squabbling, and then uh, and, and, and then this led to uh, the next eventual match, which was Lacey Evans. I'm sorry, not Lacey Evans, which was uh, a Fire and Desire. It was Sonya Deville getting ready to face Alexa Bliss. But before we get to that, uh, what are you guys getting? from this rivalry now between Lacey Evans, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Uh, uh I'll go to friend, uh, Flawless. I'm sorry. Flawless. Uh I liked it, man. You know, I, I applaud Lacey, man. Take out Sasha. That's bum, you know, whatever. She's not doing nothing. She's terrible. You know, so it makes sense, you know. You know, she's nothing but a crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we lost our taking titles. Uh, I'm gonna go home and cry. Like a little baby, yeah. But and if I could be serious for a minute, I think this might be. I think it might lead to Sasha turning on Bailey and those two fighting at WrestleMania. Mm. I think it could mm. happen. It might happen. It's always in the back of my mind. Like huh, I could see Sasha using Bailey and then turning on her. But. Then you know what? Maybe it was Bailey that hit Sasha from behind and blamed it on Lacey Evans. Then Lacey Evans hitting Bailey, you know. But yeah, I, I did like you know little Lacey Evans and Sasha. I mean, and, ba- and Bailey brawl in the back, especially their match. Man, I can't wait to talk about that. I like that. Okay, for sure. Uh, before we uh move on, uh, franchise, your thoughts? Well. <laughs> Besides Bailey one week getting the upper hand on Lacey Evans and then getting her ass monkey whipped from left to right, sun up to sun down, her insults are equally as terrible. Uh, she said something about, you know, go back to wearing your mom jeans or some shit. Like, bro, like, okay, I'm going to let that one go. As far as the Sasha Bailey Lacey Evans feud, it seems like, you know, WWE, they're, they're kind of – they're protecting the feud in a way. Uh, you always see Lacey. You always see Sasha kind of – they're in each other's paths, but they're not really in each other's way, per se. Uh, Bailey has kind of been the one to take the bullets for Sasha. So, 
I can kind of see maybe somewhere down the line Sasha turning on Bailey or maybe vice versa. But I find it kind of funny because it seems like Bailey is more involved in the rivalry with Sasha and Lacey than it is Sasha and Lacey. Um, another thing that's kind well, of that's because she's a, she's the women's champion. You got to remember that also. And, and and another thing that's kind of confusing me too is like what we like what me and you and Flawless said is this WWE's way of punishing Sasha from when she left because she's been back since August now. It's been what four or five months. Sasha's really hasn't done anything, and when she fights Lacey uh, at the Rumble or you know whatever, it's one of a handful of matches that she's actually fought in, which is even worse. And she really hasn't been winning still. So I don't know if that's something they agreed upon or is this just really, you know, WWE creative, like, okay, look, you know what? You fucked up. This is what you get. And at the same time, we're going to build Lacey Evans and we're going to use you to build her up. So I kind of want to know, you know, what's the end game for Sasha Bailey? We know where they're going with Lacey for right now, but what is the end game for the boss and for Bailey? Okay, okay. Well, uh, in the middle of all that happening, because uh, what happened next was uh, we got Sonya Deville getting ready. We got Mandy Rose walking up. Sonya Deville is asking Mandy Rose to see if she can get uh, Tucker to come to ringside. Uh, for her match tonight, because she's under the assumption she's under the assumption that Mandy Rose is using Tucker, you know, to help get victories and be a distraction. You mean and Otis? She wants. I mean, yeah, Otis. I'm sorry, yeah, Otis to come out and be a distraction and helping her get wins. So she wanted her to get Otis to come out and help her. And Mandy Rose was kind of didn't really understand what she was saying because Mandy Rose really didn't really think that she was really doing that. You know, she really thought she was just, you know, being nice because he's really genuinely nice and she kind of likes him and he's okay. Uh, and that was just a coincidence that he happened to come out last week. But, you know, Sonya Deville doesn't think it's that way because that's not how Fire and Desire has been acting. They've been doing conniving, backstabbing kind of things all this time. So why would you believe it to be anything else? And it kind of makes sense when you, when you think of it, you know, a second time, you know, the first time I'm like, eh, that's kind of dumb. But the second time around, I'm like, okay, that, I guess that makes sense if you're going to make some sense of it. Uh, and then after we get that, we get Bailey and Sasha Banks. And this is just a further what we're already talking about. Uh, we get them in the back in the uh, ER, in a, uh, first aid room. And I can't think of the guy's name that walked up, but he walks up and he tells them because uh, Sasha, you were booked to have a match with Lacey Evans. You didn't have the match last week. You can't have the match now. So, Bailey, you're going to have a match against Lacey Evans. And Bailey made sure that it wasn't for her women's championship, but she had to have a match with Lacey Evans because Sasha couldn't wrestle. So we get Lacey Evans and uh, Bailey for uh, later on. Does this further uh, push that you further believe now that they're clearly going to set up because this is the match that happened next, Bailey versus uh, Lacey Evans for the women's championship at uh, Royal Rumble. Yes, yes. I think uh, it's been uh, I think it's been confirmed. Yeah, go ahead. But I'm yeah. not positive. Yeah, I definitely, okay. I, I, de I definitely think you know they're using Sasha to help build her up. But I think the end goal is actually eventually going to be for her to face Bailey for the title. Um, 
and win. I definitely think she's going to be the one to beat Bailey for the title. Mm. Okay. Well, so they have the match, and it was a pretty good match. And I know Flawless said you said you really wanted to talk about it, man. So what did you really like about this match? How was uh, the back and forth? Did Bailey was Bailey finally starting to come <laughs> around on you as far as being a heel, or was this just Lacey being better? I was more impressed with Lacey. Okay. Like, I was like, okay, Lacey's in work, you know, really, like, got better. Like, even when she performed the little, like, twisting her Karana, you know, and... <clears throat> but, yeah, man, like, she... I was, like, more impressed with her than Bailey. Like, we already know what we get with Bailey, even though we don't like heel Bailey, We think it's terrible. But, you know, we always criticize Lacey Evans' ring work, you know? We're like, oh, man, they're just... Vince is pushing her, but it's gotten right. better, and I really enjoyed this match. I loved, man, when she hit her with the woman's right, like, man, the way she set it up, like, it was perfect. She got the victory. You know, like I said, I think it's, I think they even, I I don't know if they announced it or they will announce it on next week on SmackDown that they will you know, face each other at the Rumble, but I was impressed with Lacey, man. She showed me something. She improved on her ring work, and kudos to her. Franchise. I'm going to back up Flawless's uh, claim on that. I was definitely very impressed with Lacey. Lacey, to me, didn't seem like she missed a beat. Uh, the athleticism and the talent's always been there. It's just, you know, it was always that one or two bad moves or spots, it's like, eh, you kind of fucked that up. But this match, man, was a clean match for both, uh, for both of them. Uh, like once again, like Flawless said, we kind of bitched and complained about Bailey, heel Bailey, face Bailey, pretty much ever since she came to the main roster. It's been like, eh. this match, they had plenty of time. You know, I felt like both got a good amount of offense in, and I felt like both did enough. I didn't feel like anybody underdid it or overdid it. I feel like this is a really good match. And honestly, I would not be mad if I seen this match again, you know, next week or the week after, if they keep doing the way they did it now. Uh, it was pretty awesome, though. I liked it. To me, I felt like, you know, both women did a great job, but specifically Lacey Evans, because she has been somebody who, you know, we've kind of been really criticizing, especially when she had those first three or four months on the main roster. When all she did literally was walk to the ring and walk back. So, hell, that's hell. That's the time she didn't even walk to the ring. She walked halfway up the ramp and then turned around <laughs> and walked right back. Right. Oh man. <clears throat> all right. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I do like what they're doing with Lacey Evans. Uh, I remember being, I think, the only one out of the three of us that was actually okay with Lacey Evans. Because uh, I know Flawless wasn't. He was. He, he was ragging on me every time I was praising her for some of the stuff she was doing and she has gotten better so I'm glad she's kind of came more around for you now um, but I don't know man she's just got a different style man she's got a style that I feel like she can go up and she can be like the type of person that can have a great rivalry with Charlotte and flawless I think you'll know what I mean by this like she can have a rivalry with Charlotte where Charlotte would dominate her but the match would be so it would be so uh, physical and it would be so well told as far as a story that, you know, uh, when she does get the victory, it would be 
Like her one victory against Charlotte would be more than the two or three that Charlotte would get against against uh, Lacey Evans. Yep, it would mean that much more. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, man. So next up, <clears throat> after we um, we had that uh, that 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 little uh, match, we get oh my god, we get the franchise's favorite dude, man, the one and only DJ Master uh, Shorty G. Uh, coming up, doing an interview, talking about inspiration and all this other stuff. And we get Seamus, and Seamus making a bunch of short jokes, and they start to fight after uh, Shorty G pushes them down, and, you know, people come in, they break it up. Uh, Guys, (sighs) I don't even know if I want to even talk about this. (laughs) Uh, Shorty G, Seamus. Okay, uh, clearly this was a match made at the Rumble. I'm thinking pre-show, but for some reason, somebody likes this a lot, and I'm thinking they're going to probably put it on the main card. What are your thoughts on it, man? I don't want to see... I don't want to see this on the pre-show. I don't want to see this on the after-show. I don't want to see this in the middle of the show. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a guy like Seamus, who's been off my TV screens for the better part of half a year, come back and fight a guy that's fucking half his size. I don't care how good Shorty G is. Shorty G's great in the ring. He's a great technician. He's he has great strength. He's he's a really good wrestler. But that is not the guy I want to see against a brute, a badass like Seamus. That's not something I want to buy. And my thing is, is like, okay. What does Seamus get out of this? I mean, Shorty G, sure, sure. Shorty G has a lot to gain from it. But what does Seamus have? What does he gain from whooping somebody's ass? It's like, you know, picking on somebody your own size. It's like that bully. Dude, Shorty G is nowhere near your equal physically in stature. And to me, you kind of, there was not really much of a build. You just came back and fucking kicked his head off for no reason. It wasn't like he started something with you. It wasn't like you guys were in a in a in a in a, in a program and then something led to this. It just seems like, hey, I ain't got nothing better to do. I'm gonna pick on this little motherfucker right here. Um, well, well, Seamus's thing is that you know this little guy has getting all this attention and he hasn't really done anything. And 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 I kind of get that angle from it. And you know, and why Seamus is going after him because he's like. What's all the big fuss about about this little dude that, you know, everyone is raving about? So I I get that. But we already had that for me. We already had that with Baron Corbin. I don't want to see that again with Seamus. If that's going to be his, that's going to be his story every time. Like, I I, come on, there can be other things you can do with him. Just just put him in a match and let, let him beat somebody and. Just let it be at that. But and you, and you know uh, what? I th- and I think that's what it is. Because even when he came to the, you know, in the backstage segment, he was like, "Oh, did somebody say something? Oh, who was that? Oh, there you are!" Like it was definitely Baron Corbin, Shelton Benjamin, all over again. It's like, okay, dude, we get it. The motherfucker's short, but in reality, he's not that much shorter than most of the people on the roster. So it's like, let it go. We already get it. He's shorty G. Find something else. Right. <laughs> Flawless, your thoughts, man, before we move on to the next segment. I don't want to see the match, but I already know how the match is going to go. Sheamus is going to dominate. Shorty G is going to make a little comeback, and then Sheamus is going to hit him with a bro kick and pin him. And I, uh, think, I, was, I, 
I think after the Rumble, Sheamus is going to feud with Daniel Bryan. I thought you were going to say uh, Sheamus was going to go for the bro kick and get the roll up of death. Uh, <laughs> I see that happening. <laughs> I, I see that happening more than anything. But uh, Wait, sure, if Daniel roll up a death. Yeah, I was going to say Seamus is going to go for the bro kick and he's going to miss, and Shorty G is going to get him on a roll-up and get him for the one, two, three. Please, I, say, he gonna get I, could up see, I could see Seamus winning, and then in the Rumble match, if Shorty G's in there, eliminating Seamus or vice versa. But then that's that, – oh, I don't, want, I don't want that because then that's – I don't want either one of those because, to me, that will just further push that story. I, I want to go with what you're saying and, and make it Daniel Bryan and and have Seamus go after him. I think that's a nice little rivalry they, that you can kind of hit back to when, they, when Seamus kicked Daniel Bryan's head off after kissing AJ Lee in oh, their yeah. WrestleMania oh, match yeah. for the championship. Yeah, that was brutal for Daniel Bryan back then. So I think now uh, that that would be kind of interesting. But I, yeah, that yeah, I don't I don't want to see Shorty G get pushed further. I don't want to see that storyline. Where's Mustafa Ali? Give me stop Mustafa Ali back. Uh, like, where is he at, man? I, yeah, I, I, man, I actually sure want to see this dude. <laughs> right, man. Like, we ain't seen him, man. And I don't know what's up. So, I, I want to see him. Moving That's on, man. Moving up. on. Right. Moving on because we want to get this thing done over it. We got the raw review to do. Uh, we get Braun Strowman basically making it very clear. He's pinned the champion. He wants the title shot. He wants his intercontinental title shot. We've been saying that this dude needs a singles run. And if you're gonna not, if you're not gonna put the big title on him, you better put another title on him. The problem is the guy he's got to beat is the guy that they've been doing a terrible job with as the intercontinental champion, and that's Shinsuke Nakamura. And it's disappointing because I don't want to see him lose, but he needs to lose this title so he can he can go find Triple H and beg him to bring him back to NXT because I, I'm, I'm, I'm just done with Shinsuke Nakamura on the main roster. Every time they start to do something with him, they, they just drop it and then they just revert him back to some tag team and he just does rubbish shit. And I'm, I'm done with it. And I want him off the main roster. Uh, so Clearly, this is this is uh, going to set up to something that's going to happen a little later because after Braun makes that claim, we get Elias singing badly in the ring, Sheamus and I'm sorry, not Sheamus, uh, Sami Zayn and Cesaro and Nakamura come out and Elias cuts a song on them and then Sheamus, uh, not sorry, not Sheamus, Cesaro goes down to fight Elias, they jump him, then Braun Strowman comes out, clear house, guys. How important will it be for for Strowman to get this championship moving forward uh, with his push as far as being that that monster amongst men? Uh, Flawless. Well, you forgot to mention that Braun did announce that he is entering in the Royal Rumble. Well, well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody's in the Rumble. But (laughs) I think it's major for him to get that title. Like, if he doesn't win the center continental title, man, you might as well just, like, release him. <laughs> if you're not going to do nothing with him. Like, I think he will get the Intercontinental title. I mean, it's just... <sighs> you did him so dirty. He should have been the world heavyweight champion numerous times. 
and you yeah. drop the ball on that one, and you cannot drop the ball on this one. That's why I believe, and I'm going to make a spoiler, not a prediction, that he will win the Intercontinental title. Mm. I can't wait for the prediction show in a couple of days. Oh, wait, for, uh, franchise. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's inevitable. He has to win now. If he doesn't win the Intercontinental title now, not only do you release him, I say, you know what, man, just fire his ass because apparently you don't think he should know. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, can we uh, – flawless. If, if you could indulge me in this, please, kid. Can we see exactly how long Shinsuke has held the title? Oh, yeah, I can look that up for you. <laughs> and, why, and, and while you're doing that, I want to say this. I'm pretty sure he's held the title longer than I could even probably remember. And it's crazy because you don't even remember his title reign. Like, you know, we can go through guys like AJ Styles, Randy Orton, John Cena, Seth Rollins, fuck, even Ricochet. <laughs> we, can't t- we can't tell you who Shinsuke fought in his rivalry. Like, it's, 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 it's a shame. You gave this guy a new title. He's held the title forever. You haven't done nothing with him. It's You had him and Oscar, two of your top stars who happen to be Asian stars, win the Royal Rumbles same year and not do shit with him. You pretty much crushed him ever since. And to me, honestly, go ahead, Paul. You got something for me? He has a, he's held that title 192 days. He's held the title 192 days. Now, you think about that. That's, what, roughly, what, seven months? And you don't remember a damn thing about this title reign other than the fact he's got a liberator and Sami Zayn who's got more time talking and he has wins and fucking fights in the ring. Like, Man. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. And I, I don't know if... Vince just doesn't see nothing in the Asian superstars or what, but it's kind of like, dude, what the, then once again, this is going back to you not knowing what you have. You call these guys up to the main roster, you shit on them. What Braun Strowman, perfect example. Drew McIntyre, perfect example. There is no reason you built this guy up against Brock Lesnar. That shit didn't work. You built him up against everybody. That didn't work. Drew, Drew McIntyre, you built him up. That didn't work for a while. Now you finally got Braun Strowman back in the title picture. This is the one time WWE can right their wrongs. If you're going to put Braun Strowman in this match against Shinsuke, who already isn't doing shit, if you have Shinsuke beat Braun, then you know what? To me, you just as confused as I am because I don't see what was the point of putting Braun in this anyway, knowing you're not going to put the title on him, knowing you ain't did shit with Shinsuke anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, it is bad. And like you say, man, it's it's great seeing Finn Balor back at NXT because it's he's just he's just so comfortable. He's so happy to be there. And he doesn't mind not being on TV every night because when he do show up, oh, man, do the people show out. And and to to get – to get Nakamura to be that guy to come back. And don't get me wrong, I don't I, I don't want too many guys to come back because I don't want to drown out the new guys. I don't want to leave off the new guys coming up because they're doing their thing in their own right, and they deserve their shine and opportunity just like those guys got it before them. So I don't mind them coming back to, pay in, to play a little fan service as long as, you know, they get opportunities from time to time, and they just they – just, they they just do what they do best, uh, but 
if Bron Bron's gonna get the championship, um, I think we can all predict that. I would be surprised, and I mean royally, sadly, disappointedly surprised if he gets screwed out of this championship. Like I expect all the shenanigans that Sami Zayn and them can pull out their bag of tricks. I expect it all. But even with that being said, I still expect Braun to walk out champion. Can I? Can I? It, ask it will be. What's up? Can, can I ask you guys a question? I, and I and I think I might know the answer. But for the sake of conversation and for the for the sake of NXT, if for whatever God forsaken reason the monster among men loses to Shinsuke and does not get the title, can you see Braun Strowman even going back to NXT if that was an option? He was never in I, NXT. No, that's my, yeah, that's no. my point exactly. No. That's my point exactly. No. No, well, no, he will no, because he he's too big. Like they are ready. They they there's nothing really but small guys. I mean, Adam Cole ain't but so big, and Gargano and all them ain't but so big. Keith Lee is really him and Dijovic and maybe one other two people is like really the biggest people in NXT right now. Like you don't really have too many folks that will really be able to go up Bogus Braun, but without him looking just like the true dominant heel. Now I believe if he ever went to NXT. They would build him up as the true dominant heel, but <clears throat> uh, I, I, I wouldn't. They, they don't need to do that. He needs to stay on the main roster. Uh, but yeah, he most definitely needs to. He he he's got to get this championship. If he doesn't, man, I there's no point in putting him in. I mean, he can be in a rumble just to just for now. I will say this. I will say this. Now, if they screw him out of this Iron Continental Championship. But Braun Strowman fucks around and wins the rum- the rumble, I'll be okay with it. I'll be okay with it on the fact that you let him win the rumble, meaning you're going to WrestleMania to fight for the grand championship. Now you have your guarantee. Now I know before he had a guarantee, but he he had it. But Brock Lesnar came out and they just ended the match, which I don't even understand how the hell do you supposed to even do that. But now, if he actually wins the Rumble, then I would I would be okay with it. I'll let it slide that he lost to Nakamura. But that would be the only way I'll let that go. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on to the final match? No? Yes? No? Okay, cool. All right. Uh, next and final, last and what we got least coming up. Uh, I'm sorry. There was one little match that happened before that. Uh, it was um, Sonya Deville versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, Heavy Machinery came out. Uh, Mandy Rose was distracted by Otis. Uh, Sonya Deville ended up losing. She was upset uh, because she didn't win and they didn't help out. I'm sure that'll push on to something else. But what we ended up getting next and was the main event was Roman Reigns versus Bobby Roode to tables match. Guys, uh, what did you think of the match before we get to the end of the match shenanigans? Uh, Flawless, I'll go with you. Uh, I usually just skim through this match so I didn't watch it in whole. So, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, franchise. <laughs> well, in my humble opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you did the same thing? <laughs> nah, man. I, I, I watched. I did skip through it the first day, but then I watched it again because I wasn't sure what day we were actually going to record. So, I did watch it again today. But, uh, the match it was it was it was okay. Uh I could have dealt without some of the shenanigans. Uh 
I did, bro. When Roman Reigns, when he uh, when he went through the barricade, I'm like, damn, okay, all right. But uh, it was cool, man. I knew Roman was gonna get the win. I am happy. Oh my fucking goodness! I know you happy, K. Breezy. We did not get the fucking dog collar match. We were promised kind of flawless phenomenon. You said there's still time. There's still time. There's still fast lane. No, there is. No, there is. No. But no, I am, I am curious a, because it is a false count anywhere, and he did make sure he mentioned the fact it was in a baseball stadium. Flawless, I think it was you that said you feel like he's not really going to go nowhere. I kind of hope, I would be very disappointed if they don't take advantage of the fact that it is a baseball stadium. I think they might, I think they might do a little something with that. I would hope. But then again, it's WWE, you never know. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> Go ahead, flawless. Are oh, you already finished? <laughs> yep, that's right. You, you already, you're already finished because you said you skipped through it. Yeah, well, um, yeah, like you say, the shenanigans. It's and I think that the thing is with this rivalry, there's been shenanigans every night, like every every Friday night that these guys have come on and done something. There's always been some type of shenanigans, regardless of it's handcuffs, dog food, uh, people coming out and, and beating them up or whatever. It was always something just going on. And I think uh, it, the chaos is good, but it's kind of been just the same old chaos. Just, you know, it's, it's the same little formula that you, you've you been doing. Um, it was nice to have the Usos out there. They were a little bit of a change of pace for this. And it's also, it kind of adds to it now because now that uh, – uh, Baron Corbin has two people with him. Now Roman's got his boys, his cousins with him. And so now everything is even. Honestly, I would have preferred if they would have did like a six-man elimination match or, or you know, they could have did a six-man elimination table match uh, uh, um, at the Royal Rumble or something. You could have did something like that. You know, I would have been more fine with that than just having an anywhere falls match because you can really have any type of, you know, no DQ type of match. And you could fight anywhere, so that you 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 could have did something a little bit more imaginative, but it is what it is. Uh, flawless. Uh, since this is now the end of the SmackDown review show, uh, what was the ratings for this SmackDown show? They did a two point five six two after doing a two point four nine seven last week. Two point. You said two point. Five, six, six. Yep. Dang. All right. I guess they they, they doing their come ups. All right. Well, cool, man. Uh, any final thoughts on the show, gentlemen? I just want to say, K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro, aka the leader of the Two Cold University. You did a great job today on this review show. Uh, flawless. I look forward to hearing your beautiful voice pretty soon, my brother. And he ain't tell you he's doing the raw review. No, I'm just messing with you, Joe, man. Just don't don't freak out, man. Don't don't go freaking out, man. Relax. Hey, he, he was about to oatmeal cream pie his pants. Right, he showed the hell was. Oh, silent right now. No, y'all would have did the raw review by yourself, man. I would have been silent the whole raw review if I would have had to do it. Look at that. Not a team player in your bone, boy. Raw review mm-hmm. would have been the shortest raw review. 
Okay, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. All right, cool. We're done. Hey man, me and Kid Boozy, hey we gonna, hey we gonna get Teddy Long and make you go one on one with the Undertaker. You keep on acting. No, up. right. You know what? In a tag I'm team match. You know what? You know what I watched? No, no, no. I watched. No, 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 no. You're gonna be in a six man tag team match. <laughs> you know what I watched today? I watched a great ladder match. Which match? After what happened on Raw, you know, with Humberto, I mean, with uh, Andrade and Rey Mysterio. Uh-huh. I watched a ladder match, a classic ladder match. You could appreciate this one, K-Breezy. You'll never guess what ladder match I watched. Neither of you two will. Ooh, I mean, what era was uh, um, I'm going I'm to name two. I'm going to name two. The first one I'm going to say is Michaels versus Razor Ramon. Okay, they had, the two, they had one, two ladder matches. Okay, and then, well, you probably was watching the first one. Uh, and the second one, I'm going to say the second one was probably throw this out there as a random match. It was kind of pretty good. You may have watched it. I'm going to say Rock Triple H for the Intercontinental title. That was the one from SummerSlam 98. That I was it watched, for real. I watched that match today, and that's probably my second favorite ladder match of all time. I was just watching it like, damn, like the physicality of that match. Because a lot of people forget, because after Triple H won, he had to vacate the title because he had to have knee surgery or yeah. uh, something was wrong with his leg. But I remember that man, it was such a great match. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Before your era franchise, yeah, you 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 really made me had to think because I'm like, man, what was a great ladder match after that match? Like, great ladder match, great ladder match, great ladder. What the hell was a great ladder match? Damn, because I'm like 2000s. Ah, I can't really think of one. I, I, I think of 2000s. I think of Ray of uh, Ray and uh, Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah, 2005, SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, how about this? What was the first ever ladder match in WWE or WWF? The first ladder match was um, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> It was. All right, I'm stumped. Man. I, I don't want to waste too much time. I'm stumped. All right, a lot of people think it was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10, but it was actually 1990. Uh, Two or ninety three. It was Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart Coliseum Home video. I remember I had yeah. that uh, Coliseum Home video and I watched it. It was all right, you know. It wasn't up to par as you know because it was the first time you know you seen the ladder, you know. And Bret Hart right. actually brought the ladder match concept to WWE. It was for a title. No, uh, I think it was for Bret's Intercontinental title. I think it was. Oh, okay. I think it was. Yeah. Okay, cool. Bet. Nice little piece of history. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, was the SmackDown review show. Um, I think that's the end of our thoughts for my boys here. I think we all we said all that we can. Saving up, getting ready for this Royal Rumble week that we're getting ready to have. Uh, guys, as always, as a pleasure. It's your boy, the flawless one. 
the engineer of the year, Mr. Franchise. It's your boy, Too Cold Kimbrough. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. We'll see you next time. Bye. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Yo. Yo, yo. What's happening? All right, my guys. I got both y'all on the line, on the line. All right, K Breezy, how do I sound? You sound cool. Flawless, how do I sound? You sound good. Oh, my God. I think I might have found our answer to our fucking anchor nightmare. What's happening? So, the beautiful, the lovely, the gorgeous mother of my child, right? Mm-hmm. Just bought a brand new computer. I'm almost ashamed to say how much. But she bought it for school, so I'm using it right now. And this processor is like one of the fastest on the market. Mm-hmm. And this shit is working wonderfully. You know what? Flawlessly. Now, I ain't gonna this- lie. You, do, you do sound a lot clearer than normally. Like normally when you talk, there'll be a little echo or, or a little, you know, kind of uh, high pitch or something. But you just talking the way you talking, man. You sound... You sound really like like you just grew up, man. Like you just <laughs> like. <laughs> hey, hey, he said that motherfucker sound like a grown man. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad, man, because I'm like, god damn, I just spent all this money on these headphones. I spent money on this microphone. I'm like, god damn, it's something about to work. So you need a laptop with a process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so that's fucked up. I'm the one that motherfucking got to call the fucking show, and I got to get the laptop while y'all talk on y'all fucking phones. <laughs> I ain't there by the nappy-headed hoe. Hey, hey, when you get older, you'll understand. Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, All man. Right. But I ain't gonna lie, though, man. You, you do, you, you sound good, though, like. But okay, but now, but now you know we were talking the other day in the TME. Now do you see what I what I mean when I say like our quality sound fucking trash all together? But now you say you can see you hear a difference. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So now maybe Mama Flawless can understand all three of us equally now. <laughs> well, you mean Joe still talks like he got nuts in his mouth? So that. <laughs> you know, Katie Breezy fist this. <laughs> man so i'm sitting here going through the royal rumbles man i seen joe's favorite dude uh uh to guerrero and, and and super crazy and oh, oh no not the mexicos oh, watching 2006 royal rumble man i dude i didn't went through i'm on 2007 now i just started back at 2001 and came all the way up so i'm at 2007 now but uh yeah, man, the Chris Masters and then and, and just a whole bunch of other motherfuckers that I forgot said the about. Masterpiece, the masterpiece before the steroids. <laughs> 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 oh shit! God damn, y'all gonna be mad at me, bro? Because I'm still on ninety two. God damn. Yeah, I wasn't gonna watch them all. I was just gonna go through a certain ones and just start watching some of them. But dude, I like um, uh, I like go five. When like Rick Flair's goes to like throw Batista out and Batista just stands there and Flair falls over. <laughs> yeah, that was funny as hell. Or when that Dolph Ziggler came out with the Spirit Squad and he looked chunky as hell. Oh my god! And his face looked like a big ass square block. Right. 
Oh my God. All right, Snitsky. man. <laughs> who, who the hell remembers Snitsky? Gene Snitsky. Hell yeah. It wasn't mine. And B2. Oh, B2. not B2. John Cena sidekick. <laughs> that was from 03. Yeah. That was from 03. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. B2, aka B squared in the building. Right, right. Oh, my God. All right. So I guess before I get off, um, Worlds collide. So, uh, predictions show. When do we say we're gonna do it? Friday or Saturday? I can't remember. Uh, well, first of all, let's ask this question: Uh, are we doing the show Thursday? Does Duh. anybody got Thursday on for something that we can't? We can knock out a couple of shows. I mean, th- you mean you talking about tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I mean, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free if y'all are free. He's free like a bird. He only flies away. <laughs> All right. So then we could do uh, AW NXT and then do the Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide. Okay. Uh, now, 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 when you say free, is it free like from the house or free as in like we're going to link up in person? We can link up. Um, Cause I don't, yeah. Cause wifey had to work late today, so she couldn't do it yet tomorrow. Uh, so I could probably, well, yeah. So that, actually, yeah, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow would be good. So if we, for yeah, we can meet up. Uh, we can meet up tomorrow, knock out AEW NXT, and then do the Worlds Collide prediction show. And then, uh, I would suggest just because the pay per view is this weekend, uh. We'll do a solo SmackDown review show and just do the Royal Rumble prediction after it. Because then after we do the show, after we see SmackDown, we'll know what's final for the Royal Rumble at least. I was going to say, because I just, I didn't realize, dude, I don't know what crack rock I've been smoking. I don't know why I thought the Royal Rumble was next Sunday. Wow. Uh, This Sunday. Yeah, dude, I was talking to Brad and Brad's like, yeah, who you got on the predictions? I'm like, wait, what? When? And he's like, the Royal Rumble. I'm like, that's next week, right? He's like, no, it was this week. I'm like, oh, shit. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So, he was like, so he was like, hey, what do you got on the predictions? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. How you doing? I'm doing good. It sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll catch y'all later. Hey man, we've been talking for six minutes a- and forty seconds and we ain't got no Autobot. This is awesome. Yeah, so will baby mama let you record on the laptop? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <More often. laughs> yep. 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 I already got a situation. She's probably, she probably like, I want ten dollars a minute, boy. I gave her uh, a son. He, he, he can work. Yeah. <laughs> you say what? Okay, here I come. Here I come. Uh, here I go. Uh oh. No, stop, bitch. Shut up, boy. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah, but no, that's cool. We can definitely um, and then we can just we can just link up just to do the SmackDown show. I mean, if the laptop works and everything's cool, we can try that, and then at least that away that that can that that. Way of uh handling the the uh call call in at least it won't be so much interference on it. So All I'll really explain you. I'm gonna win this Royal Rumble and go on to WrestleMania. 
All right, so <laughs> shut up, Joe. All right, so this is what we're doing. So tomorrow we're doing the in-person, and then Saturday we're going to do the Friday Night Smackdown. Right, and then, and then the uh, – actually, I'll be real with you. Uh, after, if everybody actually watches SmackDown, we could knock that shit out in an hour. Okay. And we got to figure out what we're doing for the Rumble. Right, we could do we could we could knock out the SmackDown review, and then we could just finish off with the uh, predictions for the Rumble, and then just go, and then that be that actually be it. We won't have anything else to do until after the Rumble. Yeah, All right, bet, bet, yeah, bet. Yeah. Do we uh, have any plans for the Rumble yet? I mean, it's we up still to ain't decided what the hell we we still ain't decided. I guess we could talk about it tomorrow because uh, I don't know. I, uh, shit. I think I'm gonna have to cook for the rumble. It's all right. I'll get some so blue moon in your system and change your mind. It's some blue. <laughs> all right, we'll we'll like we'll talk about it tomorrow. But I'll uh, bring the yeah, beats. We can, yes. we'll do the uh, in person for we'll do the in person tomorrow. Then we'll do the link up just for SmackDown and the uh, Royal Rumble prediction show, and then we'll figure out what we're doing on Sunday. Hey, before we go, can I can I just ask like just one favor, like one favor? What's that? Can you please introduce me really quick as the Generation of Wrestling Messiah before we leave? <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear it. Hey man, you should wear like a black robe, you know, with white white around you. you know? Oh man, like a black Mordecai. All right, man. I got yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you're, Ladies and you're Reverend Devon. You're you're. You said we're having Devon. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Too Cold, also along with boy, Flawless One. And we've got our special, special guest today, the G-O-W Messiah himself, the franchise in the building. Thank you. Thank you. And may the church right. say amen. Did you say, oh. say amen, <laughs> Flawless cool. One say amen. It's, it's, it's cool. Right. I'm going to banish you to hell. Oh, oh, oh. Amen. All right, my oh. child, you are back. You are back. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, All right. Hey, tomorrow, 630? Yeah. All right, bet, bet. Well, I'll see y'all, bro. Hamskies tomorrow, 630 at the compound. Bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, I forgot to tell you guys something. What's yo. up? <laughs> Bastard. All right, bro. It's <laughs> so, man. All right.